Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Welcome to Faith Marketplace, a show featuring stories from Christian business leaders to equip and encourage. We want to inspire you to live out your faith in the work that you do through the daily interactions in your business and life. Hi, I'm Bob Lambert, the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group, where we offer business owners, their teams, and sales management and business development training. Uh, we specialize in industries like uh, financial services, technology, uh, manufacturing, and education, and we put the wind back in your sales. And I'm Jennifer Reyes, founder of SalesFromTheHeart.com, serving entrepreneurs, coaches, and small business owners nationwide through customized business coaching one-to-one or in a group. I help you gain more clarity and direction in your business so you can have more consistency in clients in less than 90 days. Well, uh, I have to tell you, I am very excited about our guest today because uh, he's, we're doing this all the way from a very small community up in Wisconsin. I think he said it has 66 residents up there, the smallest county in all of Milwaukee and Wisconsin. But man, he lives large up there and he's bringing us a lot of great stuff today. So please meet Mark Corona. He is uh, with Chief Outsiders. He's one of their top folks at Chief Outsiders. And um, actually, he's the area manager and partner uh, in the, C- uh, the CMO kind of business that they have. So it's basically what they do is they kind of do uh, fractional or interim kind of chief marketing officers for small mid-market companies. So welcome, Mark. Well, thanks, Bob and Jennifer. Uh, Great to be with you today. Why don't you tell us uh, our audience a little bit about you and about your background and one little special thing too that I I read in your bio, you're a pastor also. So why don't you tell us more about you, your business, your background, uh, so the the, uh, folks out there can be familiar with what you do. Well, sure. Um, so I, I, uh, I started my uh, career, really, I have a master's in counseling psychology. And when I, um, when I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, there just weren't that many jobs for counseling psychologists. So some friends that were starting up uh, a software business, and they said, hey, you know, you know how to talk to people. You've, you're, you know, you've, you've been a counselor. Um, you know, data processing, because you worked your way to the University of Wisconsin and the Data Processing Center. And um, so how would you like to come and work with a software startup? Um, and so my wife and I moved a week after we got married up to the Twin Cities um, and, and basically been pretty much there for the, for the duration. Um, my, I started in sales. I migrated into marketing, and then I managed sales and marketing and then product organizations and business development. And then along the way, I had an opportunity to move to a couple of Fortune corporations, um, Deluxe Corporation in St. Paul, a a Fortune 200 company, and U.S. Bank in Minneapolis, where I was uh, an executive in the payments group there. So just like most of us in Chief Outsiders, we all come from corporate executive marketing roles, but our our mission and our target clients are really small and mid-sized businesses primarily because that's particularly where the fractional model where, you know, I, 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 or one of my colleagues could be your one day a week chief marketing officer. 
and bring you sort of the richness of our ex, uh, expertise and our experience, but um, but on a part-time basis to um, really help your growth planning, your strategy, your strategic marketing planning um, is, is just a great fit. So. It's great, Mark. Well, I know you mentioned small, mid-sized businesses, and you mentioned this word fractional, and I think we're going to hear that a lot today. But for those people who are not familiar with what fractional means, can you explain that? Well, sure. Um, some people would say it's contract executive, um, but um, uh, uh, some people would say, well, it's kind of a rent and executive program, right? Because basically, you know, we'll go into a company that um, often needs, uh, has a growth challenge, not always because of the same um, source, but they, they might be stagnated, uh, they might be declining revenue, they might be growing, but at a, at a lower rate or a, uh, than their market or their competitors. Um, sometimes, and, and very often these days, there's a need to diversify their revenue streams from you know, one or two markets to um, a broader portfolio of markets and customers. And then once in a while, you, you get um, businesses where they're, they just you know, had a great year, right? Fabulous year. And then the board or the owners say, hey, you know what? Can you, what would it take to double this business in three years, right? You guys are doing so well. So, you know, what would it look like to double it? So we'll often go in, focus on growth challenges or growth opportunities first. But then those, those, uh, the work that we do ends up becoming the core of their business strategy. And, yeah. um, and so, but, you know, we can do this on, um, on work. We do this as workshops. We do this as sort of one day a week assignments. We do this as, um, you know, uh, a monthly retainer over a period of time. It kind of depends on how much the client needs, how quickly they can sort of embrace what we're doing. Because the idea is that we join their leadership team for a period of time, but we don't stay around forever. You know, we, right. we, well, we're going to definitely talk more about that and what makes it so unique and amazing of what you do. Um, but before we do that, I want to make sure our listeners text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword growth and you're re- going to receive an ebook as well as be eligible for uh, Mark's book. We're going to talk more about that in just a moment. But Mark, why don't you share with our listeners of why you're so passionate about the work that you do? Well, you know, I, I, um, I've redefined myself actually in the last couple of years, Jennifer. Um, I used to use the word client when I would talk about companies that I worked for or worked with. And um, that's really not, I don't like that word any longer. So for two years, I've tried to eliminate it out of my vocabulary. I think it's a cold, very sterile word and does not really represent the kind of relationships that I have with uh, businesses that I support. Um, uh, you know, and, and personally, I mean, I, at the, I would say probably the first part of my career, I brought a lot of my business expertise into the church, um, uh, doing planning, being an elder, um, helping. We, my wife and I have been involved in two, two church startups, but now it's kind of the other way around as well. I try to bring uh, my faith into the workplace. And so I really look at helping businesses I work with be successful which helps their employees have a better life and their employees' families and sort of percolates out from there. And that's, that's really how I define my mission and my passion, Jennifer. I love that. But I'm so curious. What do you call them instead of clients? I just say the businesses I work with or businesses I support. 
Um, and it's, yeah, it's, an, it's an extra couple of words, but it's a much better characterization of the relationship that I like to have because, you know, I, I thought client was an upgrade from the word customer, and then I've come to not <laughs> like either of them. <laughs> I love it. A typical marketing guy. Let's just free frame the conversation here. <laughs> I love it. Hey, That's Mark, right. I know yeah. along the way you've had some challenges, and, and, and as anything, you know, it's not all, us, you know, uh, honey and roses. So what are some of those challenges that you face? And, and certainly might speak to maybe some of the challenges you're facing right now. Well, um, I mean, there are, there are always business challenges, right? Um, um, you know, companies get bought, companies get sold. Um, sometimes you're in the, on the leadership team and you, and you see that coming uh, before it actually shows up. Um, sometimes you don't, right? And so, you know, one of the things that I taught my two kids and which I basically sort of try to teach everyone is, you know, if you create value for where you work, you're going to be okay, right? Um, things happen, you know. Um, companies have to downsize, like even during the even COVID now, right? There's a lot of layoffs. Um, there's a lot of downsizing, and um, I think, you know, if if you're the kind of person that goes above and beyond what your job description says literally, you're going to be okay, you know. And for me, that means uh, for the companies that I'm working with, you know, literally, if if uh, if there's a need and I look around the table and I realize, you know what, I'm the best person to do that. I've got the most applicable skill set, then I'll do it. And, you know, someone said, well, it's not strategic. You know, you're supposed to be a strategic resource. Sure. But if you're really a member of a leadership team, you know, people roll up their sleeves when there's a need. And I think that's really important. Um, for me, one of the sort of ongoing challenges is, you know, I, I like to get into a lot of different things. And so, you know, today I've got a pretty good uh, portfolio of companies I'm working with. I'm doing business development in the Minneapolis and Chicago markets, um, pastor of this uh, small Swedish church in Stockholm, Wisconsin. So probably the only Italian pastor they've ever had and they ever will have. <laughs> but, you know, there's a little bit of a balance there, too, you know, and uh, trying to make it all work and work well um, is often a challenge because I, I don't like to do things uh, and sort of not do them uh, to the, the, the full extent, bring the full value that I think I can bring yeah. to the table. So that's just, that's so important. Well, Mark, really briefly here, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the ebook that they're going to receive when they text us here at the studio? That number again is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword growth. Well, so the uh, the one thing that I'm known for within Chief Outsiders is a growth approach called Horizon Growth Planning. Um, back in the early 90s, I, um, I went from a small company to um, setting up a business accelerator and a business incubator for Deluxe Corporation in St. Paul. And Deluxe, you know, everybody says, oh, Deluxe, you mean the check printers. Well, that's that was the source of great financial value and also a source of concern, right? Because everybody knew that someday there were going to be fewer checks written than the previous day, right? And, yeah. the, and there's an old uh, axiom in, um, in growth planning, which is the time to innovate is when you can, not when you have to. Right. right. Well, that's going to definitely be so important. We're going to have to pick right back up in the second segment and tell you a little bit more about that, as well as the book from Mark Rona from Chief Outsiders. We'll be right back.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back to Faith Marketplace, the show featuring stories from Christian business leaders to equip and encourage you to live out your faith through the daily interactions in your business. And today we have guest Mark Corona of Chief Outsiders. And Mark, you were telling our listeners about the ebook that we are giving all of our listeners. All they have to do is text us here in the studio, whether they're listening to it live or on the podcast. And that number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword growth. So Mark, if you want to finish your thoughts on the ebook and why they should text us, that would be great. Well, Jennifer, so, you know, Deluxe realized back in the early 90s that it needed a second act and maybe a third act, right? I mean, every company over time starts to run out of gas. I mean, I think Today, we'd all say, oh, Harley Davidson is a great current example of that, right? You know, I just, I was on the road the other day and I noticed three or four Harley Davidson dealers that were closed, right? Well, who would ever think that Harley, the dealers would go out of business, but they have. Right. Um, You know, John Maxwell, who is a pastor and a well-known leadership um, expert, um, has a great quote. And he says, change is inevitable, growth is optional. Right. So the idea here and, and what I did at Deluxe was build a methodology to structure growth planning in a way that was productive, that you could get great visibility into where your opportunities were. You could align your organization to make it real. And, um, you know, the profitable growth is really the best way to improve the value of any business. But even if you're not looking to bring in growth capital or sell your business, it's a great way to add incremental revenue and profit streams to your business. And, um, and so, you know, the, the idea is that if you can see clearly where you're going over a, a one, a two, a three, a five year view, and you know where your opportunities are, then you can organize to turn them from ideas or concepts into real new revenue contributors and profit contributors. So, you know, that's the idea for this methodology, at which I built at Deluxe and I've taken to, to U.S. Bank and, um, and now I'm bringing it to the marketplace in a very operational way that allows small and mid-sized businesses to utilize that, uh, that approach too. So that sounds like a lot of great information. Um, and I'm sure there's even more in the Growth Gears book that you uh, authored, right? Well, Growth Gears is actually authored by the two principles of Chief Outsiders, and um, it really, it makes the case for being a good operational company, but having a growth engine that you're, that you're, um, uh, that you're uh, operationalizing as well. And because uh, they're, they're kind of, the, the original research said, you know, there are really kind of two kinds of companies, those that are put growth first and those that put operational excellence first. But when you take an operationally excellent company and you put a growth engine on it, you get the best of both worlds, right? Mm-hmm. So you will outperform your competitors and your markets uh, when you do that. And yep. you said small to mid-sized businesses would be great uh, for this book or for the ebook that should uh, check that out. Is that correct? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, small, I mean, you can say, well, I'm a startup. Well, you can't get much smaller than a startup, right? Um <laughs> Mid-size is always an interesting uh, 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 term to define, right? And within Chief Outsiders, we think a mid-size business as, 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 you know, 15, 25, 50 million, all the way on up to $500 million. So it's a fairly liberal 
open definition of what midsize can be. Um, but we think that, um, well, we know, I mean, we, we've, we've served 950 businesses through the time Chief Outsiders has existed over the last 12 years. And um, typically, we have 125 businesses we're supporting on an ongoing basis. So, in any particular you know, industry? No, that's the that's the really interesting thing that we've also worked in about 70 industries, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And wow. um, and I I know just from I mean I've used this uh, Horizon Growth Planning for startups, um, small businesses, mid-sized businesses, on up to billion-dollar corporations. It's the it's the approach works. Um, the difference is when you when you're really talking about very large organizations, the financial discipline that they put into it's quite different. But otherwise, the the basic approach is very portable across different sizes and different industries. Very good. Well, um, Mark, I know that you have some life verses that you uh, obviously being a pastor also that you've got some verses. But what would you share with our audience? Might be some of your favorite Bible verses. Well, you know, my go-to is always seems to be Jeremiah 29:11, right? I got to tell you, we have a lot of guests that come on and have that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, I, I mean, I love the verse. I, I, in the, but the, the, you have to, you have to say it the right way to really, I think, understand the impact of it, right? So I like to read it as, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. And so, you know, the Lord's basically saying, I know what, what your future is going to look like, and it's good, right? And I promise you that. Now, so what, what's, what's our responsibility? Our responsibility is, I mean, we can have our own plans, but um, it's our responsibility to try to spend time with the Lord and understand what his plan is, because we know his plan is always better than our plan, right? Right. And sometimes he puts combinations of things together in ways that we would never envision, right? Um, and, um, you know, so that, that, that really is a life verse, as, as close as anything can be, Bob. But I also like, you know, I, I, uh, I like James uh, 1, verse 2, okay. about trials and temptations. But the whole part about, you know, have joy, right, when you face trials yeah. and temptations, that's that's a trial in itself, right? It's to be joyful when you're being tested. So, right. you know, I mean, I, I, there's, uh, there's so many things you can pull out. That's the, but I, I do like Jeremiah 29, 11. Well, Mark, right. you talked about that the Lord can combine things in ways that, you know, can be much better than what we do uh, and can come up with. And so how are you being led to incorporate your faith into the work that you do? Well, let, let me just give you one one example from my past, Jennifer, and then we can kind of go forward. So I was a graduate student rooming with a good friend who was studying accounting. I just bought a used car and had a terrible experience with a salesman. And I had just worked for six years at night at the Data Processing Center of the University of Wisconsin. So I knew there were three things that I did not want to do. I was done with data processing. I thought, why would anybody want to get a degree in accounting? And I had no respect for anybody in sales. Three years later, I was selling accounting software, right? So I say, you know, don't think the Lord doesn't have a sense of humor because I, I just, I could see him just smiling when he put that combination together, right? Just go, hey, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting for this guy. Um, you know, I, I think the, um, uh, today, um, 
I try to bring faith in the workplace, starting with chief outsiders. So a, a couple of years ago, chief outsiders, after having many years of really consistent growth, kind of hit a wall. And um, there were, you know, a number of us had found each other within chief outsiders. We knew that there were some of the Christian brothers and sisters in the company. Um, and we kind of started talking informally about what could we do for chief outsiders? Well, the obvious thing is, hey, we can pray for the company, right? And, and uh, all of our colleagues and the companies that we work with. And, um, and so we, I, uh, I said, well, what if we had a prayer breakfast at our annual meeting? And we kind of floated it out there. And the two principals of the company who are both Christians said, you know what? That's fine. You know, just make sure you do it in a way that doesn't make it feel exclusive, you know, that people can come if they want, whatever. And, and, uh, and we did. Um, we had it on the uh, first morning of our annual meeting a year ago. And then right after that meeting, people were coming up and go, well, are you going to do this again before we all leave on Friday? Like, well, we sure, we, you know, we, sh we sure could. And then they were after that, they were like, well, can we keep this going on a monthly basis? Can we do like Zoom meetings every month? Like, well, of course we can. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're in year two of that. We have um, um, our monthly call coming up next week. We try to make it fun. Um, the last call, we had people bring in um, uh, Christian songs that were sung or, or made the, the trip into the secular world. And, uh, you know, or songs like that Bob Dylan wrote that uh, like Preston On, which is, which is, you know, from his born again era. So it's yeah, some fun. I mean, and, and then, you know, we, we definitely have great prayer time and support each other, not just during those meetings, but, but when, when their needs come up. And sometimes that involves uh, praying for people and businesses that we work for, you know, people who have uh, health issues or other things going on or untimely passing of people that we've worked with. And, um, and so it's just, it's just being open to where the spirit leads us. And, uh, you know, and the, the founder of Chief Outsiders, he's told some of his business groups about, you know, what we're doing with this prayer team. And they're like, well, gosh, we wish we had one in our company. How did it, how did you guys start it? He goes, no, it just, just kind of came to be right. Holy right. spirit. <laughs> I love and, it. and people say, well, how did you do it? It's like, I didn't do it. The Holy spirit. Did <laughs> the Holy it. spirit. Like, there you go. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, somebody had to be bold to try this out. And I, and I, and I thought for a few minutes, like, okay, what if this doesn't work? How are my colleagues going to view me? And then it was like, you know what? I, it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. Yeah, I love it. It's so inspiring too. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners, Mark. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you, Mark? Well, they could always email me at mcorona, it's M-C-O-R-O-N-N-A at chiefoutsiders.com. Or um, they could call me too, 612-554-0081. Um, That's my cell. And um, I'm happy to follow up with anybody who's got also, anything they'd like to talk to talk yeah, about check you out on linkedin you know they can also LinkedIn, message you on linkedin yeah. and you know you've been gracious with me with that so yeah it's well, corona great. with two ends though not like yeah. the virus with one end so. <laughs> yeah and you can also text us here at the studio that number is 224-404-1988 include the keyword growth and we can also send you the links to connect with mark corona with two ends We'll be right back with Faith Marketplace every Saturday, noon to one. And also make sure to check us out on the podcast, Faith Marketplace. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here at Faith Marketplace with our guest, Mark Corona, with two ends in it, by the way. Make sure you don't get confused with the other thing. With Chief, uh, Chief Outsiders, he is a fractional, the, the popular word today is fractional CMO. And that means Chief Marketing Officer. And Mark has got some great stories about how they've actually been helping companies and going in. So, uh, Mark, coming back in this, why don't you share with our audience um, a couple stories about how chief market, marketing officers actually work in a company uh, and what they, they can provide and also some of the results you guys have gotten, because I know they've been fantastic. Well, I'm happy to do that. Um, here are two really current examples of uh, the application of good horizon growth planning. So. Um, a number of years ago, a manufacturer in the Twin Cities, um, I, I knew some of the guys when I worked at Deluxe, they were there too, and uh, they, they wanted help kind of doing some strategy for their business, right? And it's like, well, let's implement Horizon Growth um, and see if we can't get a clearer picture of our future and, and set some priorities. Interestingly enough, they were fully concentrated with one market and one customer which was great when they rode the revenue up and not so great when they rode it back down. <laughs> right. right? Down. <laughs> and, you know, hence, hence the need for diversification. But um, after bringing horizon growth into that business, um, we had two years of 18 and 19 of 20% annual growth wow. in an industry that typically grows about 1% annually. Right. Um, in fact, that company just won uh, manufacturer of the year from their uh, industry association. They won that award in March and they just scooped up another award last week, uh, the Manufacturing Excellence Award that's offered by the uh, by Twin Cities Business. So going from, gosh, we're, we're way underperforming, we're sort of heading in the wrong direction to 20% annual growth um, was a, a huge success story. But let me, let, me, let me sort of attach a little bit of a faith story to that. So the CEO, who now I've, I've known for you know eight or nine years, um, his wife had had um, was diagnosed with cancer, and you know he called me up. I think I was probably one of the first two or three people he told, and he wow. said, "Mark, you know my wife Anna's got cancer. Will you pray for her?" I said, "Well, of oh, course I awesome. will. But let me get you know let me get our church to pray for her. Let me get Chief Outsiders colleagues to pray for her, and." Um, you know, that to me is just, and of course she, she came through great. Right. But oh, wow. that's just, that's just, uh, you know, there, I mean, it's two parts to a great story, right? The, yeah. the faith part of it and the business part of it. But I've had an, uh, an, a number of clients that are, sorry, clients. Yeah. Number of companies that I've worked with who um, have had record years using this horizon growth record revenue years or record profit years. Wow. And so, um, you know, there's no guarantees, of course, that will work for everybody and you'll ultimately have record performance. But boy, I've done this with probably a hundred companies through the years now. And um, when you start to see results like that, you really start to believe that it's, a, it's definitely an approach that can, um, can help a company grow profitably. You know, one of the things I want to ask you, Mark, because this is pretty prevalent. I know uh, Jennifer's run across this. I've run across it a number of times. At the confusion around what marketing really is, okay? Uh, you ask any, I, I say all the time, you ask any 10 people walking down the street and you're going to get nine different answers, you know? So right. what's, 
you know, it, real quick, just can you clarify a little bit what Mark, because it's a lot of different things. Well, it is. And through the years, it's gotten more and more complicated, right? Um, you know, my first marketing job, you know, I thought, oh, gosh, product naming is going to be really fun and all those kinds of things, right? And I thought it a bit more of a branding and communications and um, sort of advertising trade shows. I mean, that was really the elements of, of marketing back then. Today, uh, it's so much richer um, because it has more responsibilities for insights. If you read Growth Gears, you'll realize how important we think market insights, competitive insights, customer insights, even insights in your own business performance are so important for companies to organize and, and uh, select the right opportunities to jump on going forward. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think a marketing is kind of two things, really. One of them is I think it can be the learning engine for a business because if it is responsible for those insights, it's taking that outside world and translating it into here's what people need. Here's what markets are looking for. How can we solve those needs? But the other role that I think marketing is migrating to is being that growth champion in a business, a longer term growth champion, because, you know, sales leadership us worries about, you know, this week, this month, this quarter, this year, and they need to. Um, but if you do that, you have a very hard time thinking about growth opportunities that are out there a year or two or three or five. Right. And that needs to really have uh, it's a different set of responsibilities and accountabilities and marketing typically better position to uh, to lead that part of the business. Okay, good. Interesting. Great. Well, Mark, you have a podcast uh, as well, correct? I do. It's called the Practical CMO, um, practical, thepracticalcmo.com. And um, I've got some really, really interesting people that have come on the last two. Um, and I like to pair, pair uh, two kind of back-to-back -back sessions up. So there's if you go on that uh, practicalcmo.com, you'll find a couple of sessions on EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, um, one from somebody who implements it and one from somebody who uh, helps companies develop the marketing plans and the 10-year visions that's part of it. The last two, though, are really interesting because they are really horizon growth studies, one from a uh, CEO of a business I supported who we built out a growth plan for them. That became the core of a confidential information memorandum. And uh, the gentleman who's uh, the second gentleman was their investment banker. And uh, long story short, I mean, they were successful because they could lay out a very explicit future growth plan in obtaining um, $16 million in outside capital wow. from a private equity firm to support their growth. So um, lots of good examples. I try to make it. Um, sort of real and there's something that everybody can take away and and um, so you know come and listen and what's the yeah. name of it again it's thepracticalcmo.com thepracticalcmo.com and who's been the most interesting person you've either met or interviewed oh gosh um, well everybody's really different you know uh, I what what I find is the people who want to prepare but not over prepare uh, and, and are the more conversational people, people I've known for years, right? Um, I have a friend on, uh, I think it was January, we talked about how marketing is changing, how the role and recruiting and is really changing. And 
you know, he's the guy who basically after knowing him for 15 or 20 years said, you know what? I get you. You just like to grow things. You, know? <laughs> you, you grow businesses. You've got a little vineyard. You started a couple of churches. He goes, you just like to grow things. Right. And, uh, but he's also the guy who said, was the first person to call me up and say, Hey, how many people have made fun of your last name when the virus started coming out in January? Right. <laughs> and I said, you know, would you believe you're the first one? I said, everybody else has been very respectful about it. <laughs> that's, just, that's just it. the relationship that we have, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, Jennifer and I have enjoyed those kind of conversations, too. We're just getting it. Just let it go free flow and, and have a lot of fun with it. And you, you brought up some great stories today, Mark. Uh, and I'm looking forward to being on your show, too, because I think we've, we kind of honed in on a couple of things that we could talk about, both on the marketing and the sales side, because I've been on both sides of the coin. Right. And uh and marketing today, like you said, it's just much, so much more complex. There's a lot of things that people think digital or it's this or it's that or something like that, trying to put labels on. You have it's different really, markets. Well, There's different yeah, markets. I know it is. It's, yeah. it's confusing right? to a lot of people. Well, when we asked Mark, you know, who did, who is it that he served? He was a bit more specific, yet yeah. it's a wider range of industry. But somebody like right. yourself, you know, with Samurai Business Group, you're going to have more of your niche market. The same thing with Sales from the Heart, my company. Right. I'm going to serve more of the online creatives, the coaches. So I think it that doesn't get as confusing once we narrow down who we're speaking to, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so if you go to, if you go to the practical CMO, you'll also hear. Uh, I think there's an episode out there where I had a, had a, a very lively discussion with a gentleman who wanted me to weigh in on who creates more value, sales or marketing, uh. right? <laughs> Oh, that was actually a pretty fun conversation as well. But um, don't they don't but, they go together? Yes. Well, they they do. They, they better go together. Or uh, yeah, I mean, Bob, I'm, I'm sure you saw that issue, right? Of oh, yeah. uh, silos Maybe. and thief thumbs, right? Yeah, me oh. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really great. Well, we want to encourage our listeners if they have a business need or a question, and they want a perspective of a sales, marketing, or messaging expert then to connect with Bob and myself anytime. That studio number is 224-404-1988. We'd also love to hear your biggest takeaway from this show, or maybe it's a different show and you've checked us out on faithmarketplace.com or you've checked out the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, or of course, uh, every Saturday noon to one on AM 1160. So make sure that you text us and we're also going to get you connected with Mark Corona of uh, Chief Outsiders. And then he has an ebook as well as three books to give away. Just simply text us here again. That number is 224-404-1988 and include the keyword growth. Yeah, and we're going to be right back with Mark and Jennifer and I are going to roundtable the a discussion today on do you know when to break out of your routine? And I think we're right in the middle of something, uh, particularly in this season we're going through right now, that definitely uh, speaks to that, breaking out of routine. Uh, we've heard a lot of talk about the new normal, uh, a lot of things that are, are shifting and changing uh, within industries and businesses and just even relationships. You know, like us coming to you now over Zoom uh, is just a great example of some things that we've been able to do now under uh, this season. But you want to stay tuned because we're going to be right back again with our special guest, Mark Corona of Chief Outsiders. And also he's a podcaster. You got to go out there and check out his podcast, uh, thepracticalcmo.com. Uh, and Jennifer, I know that um, we've got a lot of goodies uh, still stored up there. So folks, text us at the number 224-404-1988. Uh, 
We got a goodie bag for you. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, well, welcome back. I'm Bob Lambert, the founding partner of Samurai Business Group, where we support businesses that uh, in their sales, business development, and sales management area. We work a lot of different industry, but we'd like to put the wind back in your sales. And I'm Jennifer Villarreal-Reyes, founder of SalesFromTheHeart.com, serving entrepreneurs, coaches, and small business owners nationwide through one-to-one or group customized business coaching. Well, we're back here in our final segment with Mark Corona of um, Chief Outsiders. And we're going to uh, break down today, get a little roundtable conversation on do you know when to break out of your routine? Mark, I, I know that you've got a few things to say about that, and I'm sure that you're guiding some of uh, the businesses that you work with uh, as to some of the things that they're going to have to break out of doing. What, what's your thoughts on this? Well, um, you know, I just, well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. And, um, and when, you, when you learn and you kind of act on what you've learned, you know, you become a different person along the way, right? And I, I just think it's really important to um, be open to what the Lord wants you to do and listen to the, the voice of the Holy Spirit and then know that, you know, uh, you can invite the Holy Spirit in to provide that wisdom and guidance and actually even give you the words to go out and do new things, right? Um, I, I just think, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, Ed Silvoso and his book, Anointed for Business, right? which is probably one of the most empowering books I think I've ever read because Ed talks about bringing faith into the marketplace, meaning bringing it into the, the world of work, right? Um, and his point is that of, of all the miracles in the Bible, only one was not done in an open setting, right? And, and so, um, it, you know, even for me, like starting this um, prayer group at Chief Outsiders, it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't I do that, right? I mean, if you if you believe that you know the Holy Spirit's going to help you along the way, then right. um, you can do that and feel empowered uh, um, to go out and try new things. Yep. How about you, Jennifer? Yeah. Well, I like to encourage uh, the people that I work with um, to know that they don't have to stay stuck in circles. A lot of times, as online creatives, coaches, entrepreneurs, we think that we're moving forward. In reality, we're just spinning in circles. We're exhausted. We're stuck, right? And so we need to be able to change direction. We, we have to go uh, gain that clarity. And a lot of times we can't do that on our own. So yes, even a coach still needs a coach, right? I work with somebody. And since I've done that over the past two months, I've tripled my income in that amount of time. And so, again, it's not just always about the profits. It's really about, you know, we're called here to serve others, right? That's to me what sales is really about and utilizing our gifts through uh, this marketplace ministry, right? And so incorporating, you know, uh, God into our work because we're here to make kingdom impact. And so I do believe that we all should have a coach, a mentor, some guidance on this. And Especially, I think, in business, so we're looking at sometimes the secular way of doing business as opposed to what is that kingdom way. And that's one of the things that we want to help, you know, people do even through Faith Marketplace is how to break out of that, you know, secular routine, right, in business and how to incorporate uh, these kingdom, you know, biblical principles. Yeah, this one's a challenging. Yeah, this one's a challenging one because sometimes you get mixed signals, you know, and which one is the one that 
the Lord is trying to guide you and break you out of routine. Um, and particularly as you get a bit longer in the tooth, I love what you're talking about, Mark, about constant learning and being a, a lifelong learner, because that is what does keep you fresh and also keeps taking a look at different scenarios in different situations. And I'm finding myself doing a lot more of that right now, of really digging in and looking at a lot of different material as to trying to figure out what's going to, what is the direction things are going in. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I've shared with both of you, you know, there is a bit, there's, I, I have listened, there is a bit of a directional shift in what uh, my business is and what we're trying to do. Um, and that was uh, definitely prompted by this season of COVID, you know, as to making some shifts in the business. Uh, and that's also just, uh, I think the other thing too, which I've often told, uh, shared with people, you know, there's three kind of businesses. There's a business that's kind of going south, one that's kind of milking it and going, you know, straight lining. And then there's the growth one. Of the three, and I've been involved in all three of those, I think the growth one is the toughest because if you get out over your skis and planning something and it doesn't happen, then that's a free fall. If you hold back and don't take an initiative or take action on it, uh, then you're scrambling. And that's when I made some of my worst uh, business decisions because mm -hmm. I was scrambling. I was trying to make up for something. So uh, well, wait, I don't know if you, you praying, it. Were you praying on those things, Bob? Because <laughs> That was before I was a Christian, Jennifer. <laughs> See? See? So, so I think it's important to remember that sometimes these past things that we've done, we reflect back on them and we think, oh, I've done that before. I'm not going to do that again. I don't want to make right. that mistake. But that's also can be that adversary that's trying to plant this fear. And so we do pray on it. We move forward. We move our feet. And then God corrects our steps from there. Yep. Right? And I think uh, the second thing that both of you had mentioned is you know, being lifelong learners, but I think there's also a point in time where we need to shut out all of that extra content that's out there. And we really just right. need to go into the word and receive. And like Mark said, you know, the Holy Spirit guided him to how to incorporate his faith in his word. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on that, Mark? Well, yeah, I mean, have you ever gone into scripture and, um, and right in the middle between two scriptures you've highlighted is a scripture that you didn't highlight. And that's the one that becomes meaningful to you that day. Yeah. And um, and so there's always something there for each of us. Right. Um, I don't know how many times uh, like, you know, when I put together a Sunday service where um, it gets to be Friday and, you know, I don't have a great idea, let alone um, a message or a service put together. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the car and I hear something or whatever. And then, you know, and then I can't write it down fast enough because like the Holy Spirit's like, no. I waited because I wanted you to hear this and then talk about this. And oh, by the way, here's a couple of scriptures and whatever. And then those are always the better results, right? And you have to learn to trust that process, right? Because yeah. you can get really nervous when it's Friday and it's like, well, I haven't gotten made too much progress on this Sunday service. But um, but even you know, even the um, when you talk about breaking out of your routine, you know, one of the one of the verses that you all highlighted was when you walk, your steps will not be impeded. If you run, you will not stumble. And, you know, I put that with Hebrews 12, 1, you know, let us run with perseverance, the race uh, marked out for us, you know, yep. fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Well, you know, I don't know what the Hebrew word is for pioneer, but clearly um, that's an important word in there because we are really pioneers in our own ways, right? You know, trying to bring, uh, our business to help the church and the church communities function better, but then going the other way and bringing our faith into the workplace and, and, uh, and doing things that, you know, that we can do because we do have, uh, have a strong faith. And so um, I think the challenge with, 
that, you know, that Hebrews verse, as it says, run the race marked out for us. That goes back to the Jeremiah verse, right? Yep, I know the plan absolutely. I have for you. And so sometimes you're like, you feel like you're in the race marked. Yeah, you feel like you're in the race. Well, it's, we're in a race. not exactly for, sure where the finish line is, right? Well, we're in the race for ending up in the segment here in the show, but <laughs> we definitely have more for you every Saturday noon to one or check out faithmarketplace.com. Check out our podcast. And we want to connect you with Mark Corona. So make sure that you text us here at 224-404-1988 with the keyword growth. And we have an ebook as well as three books to give away to our listeners. Bob, is there anything else we have to say? Well, I got to tell you, I want to thank Mark. This has been a wonderful uh, segment and also kind of clearing up for us what uh, really what marketing is about today, because it's a whole lot more complex than what we probably thought of. And uh, listeners out there, I hope that you took and, and wrote some good notes on this. We want to really encourage you. We've got a lot of podcasts out there for the last seven years. I think it's over 600 now. So you can go out there and dip into the wealth of all the guests that we've had on before uh, and also uh, Jennifer has is, is brought some really wonderful things to, from the standpoint of our social media to us, too. So uh, we want to get. Uh, so, again, I'm going to reinforce it every Saturday noon to one o'clock here on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.